Yo, and we are live. That's right. We are live after midnight Central Standard Time doing an AEW Dynamite review right here on the Tim King Show on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Dynamite was so good. I had to come to you late, late, late tonight. You were here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network earlier. You saw me. We had a live fantasy baseball draft. Me, Streets, Big Texas, a lot of fun. It's WrestleMania week, folks. We are trying to bring you as much wrestling content as possible. Hell, as much content as possible, period, all the time. Wrestling, sports, entertainment. You know how we're doing it at the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And you're here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, right? Please hit that like on this video, on all of our videos. Hit that subscribe button. Such good stuff from all of my partners, my brothers, my sister JD, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And speaking of JD and Russell Bread, tomorrow night, huge, huge, huge show on her show, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Russell Bread. She will be hosting the Bloodline Entertainment Network. It'll be me, Nick, Devin, Ivan, Dom. She's got the five of us coming on for a WrestleMania prediction show. So it's going to be an awesome time. WrestleMania week, great dynamite tonight. ROH Supercard of Honor, NXT, Stand and Deliver. New Japan is banging. The independent wrestling scene is banging. What a time to be a wrestling fan. What a time to be a wrestling fan. But that's it, folks. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, and get to the website, bloodlinenetwork.com. That's right, bloodlinenetwork.com. Let's get into Dynamite tonight. Dynamite was a lot of fun tonight, really from start to finish. It kind of died down for me after about the hour 15 mark. I'll talk about that and reasons why. But the Adam Cole stuff at the end was a lot of fun. And I got to see Adam Cole and Britt Baker, as you see on the image, do a little in-ring kiss, love. And you know how I feel about Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Adam Cole, baby, boom. So seeing them just get to have that moment on Dynamite was awesome. And I'll talk about that as we get into it. But let's start the show. The show started off with Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on Matt Hardy. I don't know who cares about this at this point. All we care about is wanting to see Jack move forward. The match wasn't bad. Matt Hardy and Ethan Page um, had a little bit of friction. I wouldn't call it friction. They tried to work together. Hook came out for the save, worked Ethan Page to the back. Ethan Page accidentally hit Matt Hardy, um, thus causing what I said, the, the friction, so to speak. Jungle Boy gets Hardy back in the win. Jungle Boy gets the win. But that wasn't it. You know, I was like, why is this match opening the show? Generally speaking, when you have an Orange Cassidy international title defense on your show, that opens it. So I was a little confused why the Jack Perry versus Matt Hardy match was opening the show. Then boom, out comes your AEW world champion, MJF. And I'm like, okay. This is starting to make a little bit more sense as to why Jack would have opened the show. MJF comes out. He starts to talk to Jungle Boy. You know, we had this match back in 2020. We went back to the locker room, and you're not like most guys. I actually like you. I respect you. I went up to you, and what did I tell you? And, you know, Jungle Boy is like, you know, you told me that I should be more like you. I should be more of an asshole like you. I should be more of a piece of shit like you. I should be more, you know, and he just, like, laid into MJF. I can't do it justice. Go back and check out the promo. But this is by far and away Jungle Boy's best promo. 
And, you know, MJF went at Jungle Boy and he basically called him a pussy. And he said, you know, you've got to rely on Marco Stunt and uh, I forgot the Dino Idiot and uh, Christian. And he's like, why would you rely on Christian? And then, you know, Jungle Boy is like, retorts at MJF, how again, how he's alone, you know, how he's always going to be alone forever. And that's like the price that he pays to be him. And then the final straw was MJF saying, Okay, fine. Well, you know, he kind of pulled the Moxley to CM Punk. He's like, well, you're weak between the ears. You're weak-hearted. You had a fragile body. And I talked to your fine, sexy girlfriend, Anna J backstage. And she says, you're weak between the legs. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. Okay, MJF went there. Because, again, you know, I was kind of like down on MJF six, seven weeks ago. He's been gold ever since the last few weeks of the Brian pro um, program, the match with Brian, the, the pillar promo in this, he has been fantastic. And then jungle boy just attacks him. We get the fight and I'm hoping that we're going to see something in the future here, whether it's a one-on-one or obviously, you know, the fatal four way that I would anticipate is going to happen at double or nothing, but I don't know if we're going to get one-on-one matches with these guys before then, I liked what happened tonight here, okay? So I liked how Jungle Boy and MJF went at each other. And it really got to showcase Jungle Boy on the mic going one-on-one with MJF. And I'd say he held his own. Again, it was the best promo that I've ever seen Jungle Boy cut. So that was great. During Jungle Boy's match, you saw Sammy Guevara looking on backstage with Ty. You saw Darby looking on. So what I would like to see happen is next week maybe – have Darby come out and have a match to open the show or, you know, sometime in the middle of the show doesn't necessarily have to open the show, but you'll have Darby come out. Right. And he'll have a match with somebody. He'll get the win after the match. Then boom, MJF comes out and they do the same thing. And I know you're like, why would they do the same thing? Why do you want repetitiveness? You don't want that with MJF. In this case, I do want it with MJF. The promos are all going to be different because they're going to be with three different people. So given the one-on-one promo with Jack, giving him the time, then the one-on-one with Darby, giving him the time, and the one-on-one with Sammy Guevara, giving him the time, thus showcasing all three of them. I don't necessarily know, though, that you need to have the one-on-one match between all of them. Would it be cool then after the three weeks are over to go one-on-one between them? I guess, but I don't really anticipate Max defending the belt four times, three times on Dynamite, and that kind of makes Max lose his luster, so I don't really want to see that. And I also don't want to see a triple threat between these guys to determine a number one contender. The only route here is the Fatal 4-Way route, and sign me up for that. I'm all in on that. I can't wait for Double or Nothing. The Fatal 4-Way here is going to be awesome, and all this is doing is continuing to tell this story, and I am all for it. So, again, next week, hopefully it'll be Darby, and they do that with, like, Jack looking out in the back, and then, again, Sammy's turn. And Sammy's got a big match coming up on Friday against Takeshka, so we'll see what happens there. Really nice start to Dynamite. It got it got me invested. It got me entertained early. So, next, what, what we got coming on, we got Dalton Castle and the boys. They're taking on my guys, the BCC. Dalton Castle and the boys make their way to the ring, and boom, Claudio Mox Wheeler fucking just you know bat out of hell out of the back, attack Dalton, attack the boys. And I mean they attack these guys. This match was over in like 90 seconds. Claudio just physically abused this kid like a rag doll, like one of the boys. Oh my god. This one-handed power slam he did to this kid was ridiculous. It was like he was bouncing a basketball. Absolutely in 
insane. But quick 90-second match. We didn't need too much of this. Um, they did their thing, went to the back, and, you know, we go from there. We get a backstage interview, though. We get a segment with Callis and Kenny. So what these two are talking about, remember last week when Hangman Adam Page made the save for Kenny and everyone was going crazy, including me. I'm like, oh, my God, they're finally getting back together. We're getting this back together. We're getting the elite back together. And then Don Callis kind of snaked his way between them and threw himself on the ground and made it seem like it was Hangman. And Kenny's like, bro, I seen that. Like, what were you What were you doing, dude? And Callis is like, oh, he's strong. You know, I'm, I'm weak. I'm older, whatever. You know, playing it off, whatever, fine. We get another segment with Marbez. Or, um, yeah, I think it was Marbez again this time. And he's with Hangman. And right as Hangman's about to speak, uh, and Callis is there, boom, dude. BCC shows up, lays Hangman out, lays Don Callis out. As a matter of fact, Don Callis goes to extend his hand to, I, I don't know, it was Claudio or, or Wheeler. I don't know. But he goes to extend his hand. They're like, fuck you, Callis. And they laid his ass out, too. And that was great. And then you see Don Callis do his best John Moxley, and he gets a little blade job, and he's bleeding profusely on the floor. And then, you know, it's go time. It is go time. It is IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship time between Kenny Omega and Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb is a beast bruiser. If you haven't seen this guy, go look up some tape. My God, dude, this guy is a moose who can move. But before the match... Tony Schiavone seeks out Kenny Omega, and he asks him if he saw what happened to Hangman. No. You see what happened to Don? No. But now Kenny's got to go and wrestle with all of this on his mind, and Excalibur and Taz are doing a really good job of saying uh, Kenny's got to really stay focused now. And, you know, his best friends went to the hospital last week, and now Hangman's beat up, and his manager's bloody in the back. But it's a good thing Tony didn't tell him he got bloody. I digress. Um it was a good storytelling by them to get into there. And then the match. The match itself was awesome. God, I mean, is there a, really ever a bad Kenny Omega match? I think the story with the BCC is going to be fun, though. But, and they're going to say why there's there's bad Kenny Omega matches. But lately, they're, ha- they're, they're having, and I haven't seen a bad Kenny Omega match, to be honest with you. This match was no different. So hard-hitting, so physical. Like I said, if you haven't seen a Jeff Cobb match, first of all, go check out this match with Kenny. Kenny made him look great. Second of all, he made himself look great. The dude is a body of rhino, like old school ECW rhino, just stacked to the guilds, bigger than him, though, more athletic. The moves, that standing dropkick he did, oh, my God. The way he just flies out of the corner, his energy is ridiculous, dude. Jeff Cobb is a beast, and I actually thought at one point Jeff Cobb was going to win this match. Uh, Bakley from Cage My IQ, he messaged me and uh, I, I said something. I forgot what he said, but I was like, oh, my God. Like, he basically, I thought he gave it away that Cobb won. He was like something about the title change. It would be a nice title change. And I was like, ah, okay, great. Thanks for giving it away, man. You spoiled the results of uh, the New Japan Cup finals, the Sonata Finley for me. You're the spoiler. But, no, he didn't spoil it. And, actually, me thinking Cobb was going to win the match made Kenny winning all more of the fun. So that was really cool. Kenny was hitting the V triggers, dude. He All he wanted to do was hit the one wing and angel on Cobb, and he finally was able to to get him up with the assistance of the ropes, hit him for the one, two, three. And, you know, maybe we thought that was going to be it for the night for the elite. Hey, man, just got messed up. The Bucks are gone. Cows got messed up. Kenny just won his match. You know, his ribs are beat up. He's tired. He's on the ground in the ring. 
But no, uh, 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 uh. no, uh, 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 uh. that's not it. It's not it for the for the elite. The BCC are back. They're like a fucking pack of wolves. They are insane. Moxley's back and Claudio's back and Wheeler's back and they're just like mm, smelling blood and Kenny's laying there again with the taped ribs and he just got done wrestling this animal, Jeff Cobb. And what happens? What happens? Oh, the music hits, baby. The music hits. Brian Danielson is back. The fans are going crazy. And oh, I got to give the crowd big props. Wrestling shows are always more fun with a good engaged crowd. This crowd was awesome tonight. St. Louis, you fucking rocked. You rocked. Great crowd tonight. Brian comes out. This crowd's fucking rocking. They're hot as hell. I'm hot. I'm like, because I knew he was going to fucking heal it up. There's no way he's fucking joining the elite or helping the elite bullshit. And I was begging like three weeks ago. I said the feud I want, the match I want going forward for Kenny Omega at all out Kenny versus Brian. It makes so much sense. Even a double or nothing would have been Kenny versus Brian. Holy shit. I don't remember who was on the show, but they said, why can't we just have all four of these guys fuck? And I was like, well, the problem with that is we have never seen the BCC four together. We have never seen Brian, Mox, Claudio, and Yuta as one unit. Never, ever before. And it's been my biggest complaint. Love all four of them. Love the faction. But how are they like th this dominant faction if you've never been together? Now they're together. Now they're together. Brian runs out. He tells Wheeler to get down and, Ke and Claudio to get down and Mox to get down. Looks at Kenny. Puts his hand out. Kenny reluctantly, and I mean reluctantly, took it in. You know, then he looked at Yuta. Yuta comes up. Brian looks at Yuta and tells him to come up on the apron. Yuta comes up. Kenny gets distracted. Fucking Brasco knee. And I mean, it was a nasty knee. And a fucking nasty knee. He hit it. Kenny sold it well. Done. Fucking puts the LaBelle lock on him. Mox, Yuta, Claudio swarm like the pack of wolves they are. And the four of them beat down Kenny. BCCs together. All four hands are raised. Oh, my God. This got me going. I mean, I was so pumped for this moment because this is what we've been waiting for. This is what I've been waiting for. How are you a fa again? How are you a faction if you're never together? How are you a dominant faction if you're never together? So I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. And now we're gonna get the four hunt four. Look at the star power in this match: Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta against Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and the Young Bucks in a blood and guts match. Holy fucking shit. Holy shit. And then you get the Brian-Kenny match at All Out, like you, because they, they had the 30-minute draw. You get the Brian-Kenny match at All Out. Let's go, baby. I'm all in. Sign me up. God, what a hot start to the show with the Jack and MJF stuff and then all of this BCC stuff. I mean, it's been BCC storytelling Really, for like three weeks now, AEW is killing it with the storytelling. This BCC elite stuff, fantastic storytelling. More good storytelling. Really good promo from the guns. Putting over their match next, or yeah, putting over or promoting their match for next week against um, FTR. Career versus title match. Will FTR lose? I don't know. I really don't know. I'd like to say no. I'd like to think that FTR is going to stay in AEW, especially with the, the rumors that Vince is floating around backstage WWE. I just don't think that they want to go back there. 
But they could go work the indies for a little bit and then just show back up in ROH. But again, I bitched and bitched and bitched that FTR was the ROH champions. And I bitched that they were the AAA champions. And I bitched that they were IWGP champions because they are AEW wrestlers. And they need to be on that show every single Wednesday night. Helping that brand grow is one of the best tag teams in the world. They were never on TV when they held those belts. So who cares that they were three sets of champions when you're not on fucking your TV show? So I think it would be really disappointing if the if the guns won here and retired FTR. So I'm actually going to say I do know what's going to happen. 100% lock it in. FTR beats the guns next week and becomes the AEW Tag Team Champions. Guns have done a great job. The feud with the acclaimed has been awesome. Just getting to this point and being in such an engaged high angle with FTR, awesome. The funeral, awesome. Again, the guns have been really good in the ring, and their character works fantastic. Love what they've done. But it is time for FTR to take those reins as tag team champions and to see where they go moving forward. So I really enjoyed that promo from the guns. We got a Jade Cargill promo. She was talking about Taya Valkyrie and the cease and desist order on the Jaded, how Taya can't use it. You know, the glam slam, how they all, you know, same move, how they're all using it. Season desist. Taya will be wrestling on Friday Night Rampage this week. Then we had the Orange Cassidy take on the Butcher for the international title. Blade tried getting involved a couple of times. Hit him with a crowbar at one point. Best friends came out. I mean, you know, it's typical Orange Cassidy, um, Butcher Blade bullshit it was it was good you know it was, it was fine it was whatever it is what it is but coming down from that bcc stuff i don't really know that they could have followed it with anything so i don't know if i was just like on such a high that whatever would have followed it would have been a, a letdown but i guess perfect spot for this on the show not bad by any means orange cassidy gets the win over the butcher keeps the international championship end of the match uh they celebrate with the best friends in the ring they all put their thumbs up you know, Tony Schiavone in commentary was talking about how Orange had to, uh, he wasn't wrestling quite like himself. He had to work a little bit harder in this match. Well, yeah, I mean, he has done a great job of that international title. He's defending that belt left and right. He really is what I'd like to call the people's champion. He's the hardworking champion. He's defending that belt left and right, whether it's Rampage, Dynamite. I'm sure he's done it on Dark as well. So love what Orange is doing with the International Championship. I'd like to see a real challenger, though. I thought when Orange won that belt, he'd be a transitional champ to get that belt onto Ethan Page. Still wouldn't mind seeing that belt on Ethan Page. Maybe that's something you can do at Double or Nothing because we need to get to see this man um, versus a real challenge at, at Double or Nothing. So we'll see. We'll see from there. Then we'll swing over to something that I've really been invested in. It's the women's feud. Not so much tonight, though. Ruby Soho, Willow Nightingale, it was good in ring. What's starting to bother me is this. They, we clearly have this originals versus outcast thing. The outcasts come out to the ring together every single time as they should their faction. So you got Tony, Soraya, and Ruby. They come out to the ring together again as they should their faction. But on the flip side, whoever they're taking on only comes out by themselves. Willow tonight by herself. Sky Blue by herself. Why are these women just coming to the ring by themselves? Why aren't the other originals just escorting them to the ring and being down there with them? And then, and then once that after match beatdown ensues, why does it take so long for the originals to get out there and make the save? Nah, I digress. 
The match was fine. More cheating from more cheating from the outcast to get the win for Ruby, which I'm totally fine with. Again, my only issue was that it took so long for the originals to come out and make the save for Willow at the end. The originals did get beat down. Riho came out, she got beat down. Sky Blue came out, she got beat down. Jamie Hayter, fucking hey, baby. Her music hits, and I get jacked up, man. I get, oh, mm, 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 mm. And I get pumped up, dude. And she came out like fucking a wrecking ball, dude. And she hit the ring, and she rocks her A and rock Tony, rock Ruby. And I'm telling you, like, fucking rocked them hard. It's hard shots. Um, very fucking good shit from Jamie. She looked good. And then she stared Rio down. Rio goes like this, puts the hands around the waist because we got Jamie Hayter versus Rio for the AEW Women's Championship next week. But damn, did Jamie look really good. The crowd popped so hard when they heard her music. They wanted her back. And we got her back. The only dude, the one thing I want to point out, during the match, Willow hit this pounce on Ruby. If you haven't seen it, if you didn't watch the match, Go on YouTube, go on Twitter, and just look it up. Oh, my God. The pounce with the way Ruby hit those ropes was fantastic. So go and check that out for sure. The, again, the match was fun. I just didn't like how long it took them to make the save two weeks in a row. Tell a, bit, a little bit of a better story there. I want progression here. Hopefully, after this Jamie Hader Reho stuff next week, we get some progression here. See what else we got. We got Powerhouse Hobbs promo, keeping him relevant, staying on the card. And then we'll get to the main event. What we're all here for, right? The main event. Daniel Garcia taking on Adam Cole. The match was a lot of fun, and it was a good back-and-forth match. Pile driver from Danny onto Adam Cole, and I'm like, mm, a really nasty pile driver from Adam onto Danny, too. The Panama Sunrise was hit to perfection, though. Mm, mm. It was a beautiful to see, man. And then the boom to the back of Danny's head with one, the two, and the three. Adam Cole makes his return, beats Daniel Garcia. It, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was a fun match. But the story here was this. After the match, Britt Baker came out. She gave Adam Cole a kiss in the ring. Confetti came down. Oh, it was so cool, dude. Banners. It was awesome. Me and my wife, we are huge Adam Cole and Britt Baker fans. So just, you know, getting to see that moment was really cool for them. I know they were really doing it too for AEW All Access and really trying to promote that. The ring apron was on there. The show debuts tonight. Britt and Adam are going to be a huge focal point of that. But we also do know like how tight Tony is with Adam Cole and Britt. This was huge. He hasn't wrestled since Forbidden Door. Adam Cole is that guy. He could be that babyface to take the belt off of MJF if they build him properly. So him coming back and getting a good showing is so very important. And it started tonight with a great showing. After the kiss, Judas hits. Jericho comes out. He takes Danny out of the ring. He won't even look at Adam Cole, though. He won't even look at Adam Cole, which I found to be very interesting. But he wouldn't look at him, so he took Danny. He walks all the way to the apron. He almost looks over, puts his head back, almost looks over, puts his head back. So clearly we're going to get an Adam Cole-Chris Jericho feud which I'm more than fine with. Adam Cole, Chris Jericho at double or nothing. Sign me up. Gives Adam Cole a big win moving forward to probably a, a title program at All Out with MJF or one more inter, one more small feud and then the MJF match at full gear that he might very well win. So 
Let's go. Adam Cole's back, baby. And it's all about the boom. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. Dynamite was a good show tonight. The BCC all being together is fantastic. Keep telling that story. The BCC in the elite story is going to be awesome. We're going to get that at double or nothing, maybe in blood and guts. The women's stuff. Keep telling that story. Let's get some progression, though. Let's 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 make it start making a little bit more sense. I've been nothing but positive and supportive, and and like the the really the cheerleader behind this from the get. But let's start making a little bit more progression, and let's start making it make a little bit more sense. But that, that match was still a nice match. Jack Perry and MJF tonight. My God, Jack, best promo of your life. Let's get this. Pro, let's get this feud going more. Keep telling this story. AEW is doing a great job. And the return of Adam Cole. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Future top babyface, or maybe already top babyface. Rampage this week. Sammy Guevara's taking on Kanosuke Takeshka. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Best friends taking on the kings of the throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. Taya Valkyrie's taking on Marina Shafir. Juice Robinson's taking on my buddy, Action Andretti. Wednesday night, we get another dose of juice. Juice Robinson, Ricky Stocks, finally getting Ricky more involved. Let's get this Ricky and Juice shit out of the way so Ricky can move on to bigger and better things. Still think it could be Jay White versus Ricky at, at double or nothing. Probably not. Jay White probably debuts in WWE. But I still think this Juice thing could lead to a Ricky and Jay White thing, which would be dope. Jamie Hayter and Riho for the AEW Women's Championship. We'll hear from the BCC. It's MJF Day as in shows in Long Island. And we got the career versus title match with FTR taking on the guns. And that's it, folks. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in and joined me tonight. It's late. I had a good time doing it. Um, so, again, thank you so much to anyone who watched and um, who will listen for sure. But this week, again, I want to do a quick rundown. We got so much stuff coming to the Bloodline Entertainment Network this week. Tomorrow, the UW Pod is going to be dropping their WrestleMania predictions. The Russell Brad, like I said earlier, oh, God, it's going to be so awesome. JD is going to be hosting us. It's going to be JD hosting myself, Ivan, Devin, Nick, Dom. It's going to be a hell of a night. The Bloodline Entertainment Network's WrestleMania predictions. Oh, I cannot wait for that. On Friday, Ivan and Bakley, they're going to be doing their NXT stand and deliver ROH Supercard of Honor predictions Friday afternoon-ish, Friday 7.30, Top Rope Wrestling Talk as always, Friday 9.45, again, this is all Central Standard Time, I only talk in Central Standard Time, 9.45, Clark Street Wrestling, Devin Hafiz doing their thing like they do every single Friday night, Saturday, Twitch, Again, Twitch, the Bloodline Entertainment Network, the Bloodline, E-N-T, Twitch, Saturday night, WrestleMania night one, live watch along exclusive. It's going to be a blast, dude. The boys, myself, are going to be doing our thing. Twitch, though, you got to get over on Twitch, all right? So make sure you check it out on Twitch, the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Sunday night two for WrestleMania, we'll be all over the place, right here on YouTube. We'll be on Twitch, Twitter, we'll be all over doing our thing for sure. So we got a very, very, very busy, jam-packed WrestleMania week doing our thing like we do right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And that's it, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Again, thank you so much to everyone who tuned in tonight. 
everyone who will listen to the show. I cannot thank you enough. Greatly appreciate it. Please like, subscribe the Tim at the Tim King Show. All major social medias, outlets, all major audio platforms right here on YouTube at the Tim King Show. And most importantly, the Bloodline Entertainment Network right here on YouTube, Twitch at the Bloodline ENT on all social media and the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can get it on all major audio platforms. So check out the Bloodline Entertainment Network and the website bloodlinenetwork.com for all your sports wrestling and entertainment needs hit that like hit that subscribe thank you for checking out the eight